everyone, and welcome back to the Duality Podcast with your favorite duo, Bella and Simi. Today, we're going to be talking about how to stay present in our everyday lives and avoid the overconsumption of online content. This episode was supposed to be done in one part, but we had so much to say that we had to split it in half. So in this first part, we talk about how social media affects our perception of the world, both positively and negatively. And, you know, everyone knows that you have to manage and balance the amount of online content that you consume. But we go on to talk about why it just feels so hard to do so. In part two, we're going to be talking about how to stay present and intentional with our time to ensure that we're not missing out on our real offline lives. So we hope you enjoy and let's get started. So essentially, just like the commentary on social media, very prevalent in Gen Z life and honestly like millennials too and and the generation that's being born now. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think like the, the hardest thing about it is how like where do you draw the line between real life and social media life? It's very intertwined. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's where we get like a lot of our social interaction. It's where we get our news. It's where we get our inspiration for things. So it's just hard because it's like, I think there's been such a anti-social media push from an, from us, from an older generation. But it's like, it's hard because the reality is it's like, it just is part of life. Like it, as much as you want to escape it, like, I mean, I don't want to say that because I guess everyone has, like you can not have social media, but... It just feels impossible to get rid of it. I think the the problem is it's so it, it serves multiple purposes in our lives now. It went from just being a place to talk to people that you know to now it's somewhere that's one selling you things, two giving you news that's like you know actual important news versus like social, uh, pop culture news, and we view it as something that entertains us, and that's not what it originally was planned to be. And so with all of these purposes interacting at once, okay, what happens when you want to limit, you know, maybe you're overwhelmed by the amount of real actual news that's going on and you want to limit that. Okay, well, you couldn't, you can't limit that without limiting all the other things. You don't get to connect with the friends anymore if you leave mm-hmm. social media. You don't get to, like, have the entertaining content. Like, it's all together, like, one and the same. So it makes it really hard to get rid of. And especially on like platforms like Twitter or TikTok, you don't even control necessarily what you see. You're on your For You page, you're on your Twitter feed, and it's just an algorithm that displays things to you. And it gives you like a false impression of the world sometimes. Like, for example, on my TikTok feed, I have thrift hauls up the wazoo every couple videos. But someone like my boyfriend or my sister, they have never seen a TikTok, a, a thrift haul. They've never even seen one of those videos in their lives. And here I am thinking that literally everybody is going out to thrift and posting their hauls and fashion's a big deal. So it's like our perception of the world is tainted and we also can't even control what we're seeing and we don't feel inclined to limit it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that also has, like, dangerous implications low-key because that can also be applied to, I mean, this is kind of a overdone, t- we all know this is a reality, but I'm gonna straight the obvious anyways. Like, we're always talking about how, like, divided we are as a society, as a nation, both politically, generationally, like, literally on every single identity <laughs> sphere. 
Yes. And I just feel like a lot of it is also because our FYPs and our algorithms and our feeds, we follow and we interact and we engage with people like us or who we want to, who we want to aspire to be like. So I don't know, like you said, like if you're, this is like a very smaller example, but if you're looking at thrift pages or you're basically, it's just, I think it's just a mirror and we think the world is how it is on social media when actually that has just been like essentially um, designed for our consumption and to help us. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's harder to, to relate to other people sometimes too, which I think was also like, in my opinion, probably one of the first things that started like one of the positives of, of like why social media started was to connect people from different parts of the world from different socioeconomic status, like, statuses, from, like, all, you know, like, people that are just different, because geographically, you're usually around demographics that are similar to you, so it's like, okay, then that's great, social media is, like, the free range for people who are of all different backgrounds, but the reality is now that we have algorithms that are so fine-tuned to us, we really are only exposed to people that are just like this, with this, like, feigned, um, like false idea that oh no this is the world because I'm seeing someone from like from another country on my free page when you know what I mean I I think that that's also something that's dangerous about it too because it it directly does I think impact our at least for myself it does impact my perception of the world as a whole so it's so funny because I feel like at first social media was born to give you insight into a world around you that you don't get to see in your day to day. But now we are so overwhelmed by that that we don't even see our day to day anymore. Like when do I walk in my neighborhood or get a feel for the people in my community? Never. Mm. I only see now everything that's out in the world from millions of miles mm-hmm. away from me that doesn't even pertain to my life every day. And it's a good and bad thing because yes, it's cool knowing and being more aware, but that awareness comes with some like unintended consequences um, that I'm sure we're going to get into in a little bit. But basically we just know as a society, social media is essential. If you're not there, you're left out. If you're not there, you don't know what happened with, you know, the latest pop culture icon. You don't know if Kendall Jenner is still dating who all these different things. It just feels so necessary and capitalism brands companies they know that that's the number one place where people are it's essential it's where you can access the largest amount of people at an at a given time and have them the most actively engaged people aren't reading books as much as they're on social media or listening to podcasts or watching tv news it's just they know it all lives and breeds on social media so we're just in this endless cycle of depending on it and staying there we're just completely hooked by it basically because everyone knows that this is the place the forum the medium to relay information but we don't have a lot of control over the information that we're being presented with and we can see the negative effects of how being on it being on social media for such a long time is now you know made the reality that we're in right now which is not that great so that was kind of like the first part of what we want to talk about. Why it feels so hard to escape it is because everything that anyone talks about every day, they found their information, they found their discourse from being on social media. So what happens if you are not on that? It, that just doesn't even feel like a possibility. So beyond that, 
now we get into okay not only are we on social media we're completely engulfed and consumed by it there's overconsumption, capitalism going ham and escapism all the time so the first thing that i notice of like an issue of social media in my personal life that i want to talk about is it's crazy that spending time on social media has become the automatic action it's become a form of like quote relaxing after a long day at work i lay down on the couch and i scroll for a little bit like as if that's what's supposed to be relaxing to me when there's so many other things that actually scientifically will would be like better tasks for me to do um instead i just like the instant i guess dopamine of having content relayed to me having it handed to me on a platter basically like tiktok basically just gives me anything i want to see and it's just escapism and i looked this up but the definition of escapism is the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in a fantasy if that's not the definition of literally what social media is today i don't know what is because it's just a way to pass time and keep you not mentally thinking about what's happening in your life that you don't like yeah which is so bad yeah yeah no totally i i think it's like for me too it makes me think about not to be such a debbie downer but there just are like negatives like i think that i also will find myself like if I'm having a tough day at work or, like, personally, like, if something is annoying me, I'm, like, you know what I can go to to make myself feel better for, like, for the moment, like, oh, TikTok, oh, I can, like, scroll. For and the it's, least like, amount of effort to feel better, mm-hmm. just hop Exactly, on but TikTok. it's fake, like, it's not, it, it, that's why I think it's, it's not even that it makes me feel better, it just, it helps me escape from, like, my current, like, oh, I don't want to be sad right now, okay, I'm just gonna find a funny TikTok, which sometimes then you land on there and you're like, oh, this is actually extremely not funny content and a very sad, or, like, it brings you down somehow, but it's just, Well, and also, it's solving a problem that you have in in your life with with a solution that doesn't solve the issue that you're dealing with. That mm -hmm. did not make sense. You know what I mean, though? It's like, okay, I feel so bad. I had such a bad day at work. Um, I wasn't productive. I need to be more productive. But I'm just so stressed about this, I'm going to go on social media. Like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't solve your issue. If, if anything, you would think that, like, actually investing in small steps towards whatever goal you have is a better way to use your time. But we just want to avoid even thinking about taking those steps towards whatever our goal is by drowning our time out. Yeah. And it makes, I think it makes, it makes me, or it, like, decreases our self-awareness and our power in, like, how we have power over our circumstances how we have power over our emotions because it takes our time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i don't know this is an extreme tangent but i was taking this class like last summer and they were talking about how like these like these kind of like cultural horror icons are like direct they directly relate to whatever issue we're going through right now and like what's like this is like such a tangent so if it doesn't make sense apologies but like a huge horror icon that we are always talking about now is like zombies like these brainless like beings who are just constantly seeking new like they just you know walk around aimlessly like looking for the next like fix and which i guess i know rxd which is like (laughs) to eat people (laughs) but it's like it's kind of like the same idea like we just walk around aimlessly seeking the next like 
I don't know, like dopamine hit or like seeking the next thing to even just like attract our attention to have any Mm -hmm. spike in like nothingness. Yeah, and it doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day. And it is, but then again, there's this other side where it's like, yeah, well, I look at TikTok for like recipes or I enjoy connecting with people on there or it, it helps me relate to people that I don't necessarily like get to see all the time, which that's great. But I think it's no, very, but very important to realize, like, the negative uh, aspects of it, too. But No, and also, I feel like what you're saying is is one example of a false explanation that we give ourselves for being on social media. We say, oh, yeah, we, we're on there to mm-hmm. learn things. Okay, so next time you scroll for two hours, tell me, like, put down your phone and recall what you watched. You probably won't even remember what you watched. Because it's completely mm-hmm. mindless. And also, one thing I noticed with myself on Pinterest or TikTok um, specifically, both of those the most, it's like I'm constantly pinning things or saving videos to my favorites in these folders, like for recipes, for movie recommendations, for all these different things. I have all these different little folders of information that I'm tied, like I'm putting in tidy little boxes. But when do I ever get to those boxes? When do I ever go through those? To, oh, to make the yeah. to make the meal or to watch the movie that I that I told myself I wanted to watch like we're spending so much time constantly consuming information as if we're gaining so much from it we're not even utilizing the information that nice if anything all we're left with is a bunch of little tidbits and fat like not even facts but little tidbits of information not a full picture of anything because we don't have the patience to research anything in it in its full extent or act on the things that we think we want to do like make a new recipe yeah. for pasta you know unless it's a social trend then we you know we'll make the Gigi Hadid pasta but we're not going to make anything else that's not yeah. connected to what's popular mm-hmm. so just it's just very that, bad i don't know i just think it's it's um it is a cycle that it's hard for me personally and I'm sure for other people too if they're like me to have like self-control when it comes to that because it's like okay it's not all bad which I don't ever want to promote the thing of like delete it all from your life because it's like Mm -mm. is that realistic because to be honest the other thing that I'm I I never had vine as a kid like and there's so much humor and like little like references that I missed out on because of that and like I feel like those kinds of things really do bond people. Yeah, the the they aren't that important. And they're, they're debatably important. They're not important. that important. Pop, I survive. Pop culture but. moments are good, but I think that at the same time, I do understand what you mean. That I think more in the present moment, it doesn't feel like you can take yourself away from it because, like, yeah, when I hang out with my friends, what do we talk about? We we talk about the things that we see going on, and if you don't see the things going on, <laughs> it's kind of you, you can't you can't just <laughs> yeah. You can't just cold turkey something out of your life, but how are we supposed to manage something that's working against us all the time to try to get us to be on there more, to sell things more? Like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just bad. No, yeah. And then it makes me think about that one documentary that was all big. Tell me why I completely forgot the name of it. The one on Netflix? The social, the social, yeah, social experience or whatever. I I don't even know. Anyway, it's on Netflix. It's about social media and social dilemma. That's what it was called. Okay. But, like, basically, it's not like it's just pointless. Like, you're, there's not, like, you may be thinking, like, oh, I'm making a conscious decision to, like, do all this stuff. But it's, like, no, like, there's strategic ads placed where there are. There's strategic notifications. There's oh, everything is just, like, perfect. 
perfectly yeah, set up for you to you to quote fail, but it's more like just yeah to get you engaged. Um, but they and have why? all the data in the world. They have they from track your you. eyes. I'm pretty sure. Like they know everything they yeah. need to know about how to most effectively make social media a free app the most money generating tool for all the companies and other people in the world who want to get rich um so it's it's very very hard that gives me that gives me bad vibes because it's like it's like we think we're these i mean i don't know sometimes i'll i'll be like okay yeah i I feel like my TikTok or my Instagram, it's for me, but it's not. Like, it's mm-hmm. truly, you are, you are data. And you're not just data, but you're, you are a target audience for someone to yeah. exploit. Uh, not even always, yeah, to exploit, to be quite honest with you. So it's, it's just also hard because then, you know, that goes in the conversation of like, for you pages, like, or even like promoting like how I think about it oftentimes and I mean this is you know obviously oversimplified and it's a lot deeper than this but like during presidential elections we're gonna see extreme like what we want to see which furthers tension which furthers like the agendas of whatever political parties whatever news sources whatever this whatever that to get like kind of what they want out of us and I, I don't know I just think it's like you have to think at the end of the day this is a lot deeper than it seems and it is directly giving someone a profit like someone at the end of the day is getting a profit from how long i'm on social media how deeply i'm ingrained in these trends how much i'm buying this content how much i'm looking at this content i can think like oh i don't really buy from instagram ads so i'm exempt like actually no not at all because our that's data that's going into other you know it's like this whole other plane that i feel like we're not even meant to think about and also, just because I don't buy straight from an Instagram ad, does it, it doesn't matter. Why Why does Pepsi and Coca-Cola sponsor the Super Bowl? Not because they think that directly you're going to see that ad and run to the grocery store, but it's because they're just trying. They are Ads are to occupy space in your mind, to be recallable to your thoughts. That's literally what they're designed for. They just want you to be aware of their brands and think about them maybe slightly more so that psychologically you'll be driven towards that product. If I notice that a lot for me, like, okay, yeah, I've never bought from Instagram ad. Cool. But I'm totally engaged with influencers who are constantly showing me products that, you know, are supposed to make my life better or that they enjoy. They're, you know, it's not their fault. They're not telling me to buy it. But naturally, they're going to leave an impression on me to that affects how I spend my money. And money is making this whole thing go round. So... It does all matter. And I think that's a good segue into like what we want to talk about next, which is we need to stop underplaying how like the impact of what we consume every day. Basically, the impact of the content that we're taking in, it completely affects our mood, our heart and energy, and obviously what we were just talking about, our wallets. And so some examples, I've been dying to talk about this for a hot minute. First of all... (laughs) I remember that, like, right now, what are, what dystopian world are we living in that the one of the most popular forms of content or topics in content is true crime and, like, heinous acts that have mm-hmm. happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, po- like, true crime pro- podcasts, obviously, are, like, the most popular podcasts for the most part. And then Netflix just keeps green lighting so many different, like, 
let's do a TV docu series of yeah. these these murders that happened or etc. Like all these these very terrible events, and I think that they're disguised under oh we're just trying to bring awareness to this or or we're we're just trying to um, show the reality of the world or this really happened. So like why are we bad? No, yeah, we were not meant to see these things. Absolutely not. It's different hearing or reading about a new story of something happening in the past versus seeing a legitimate the theatrical acting rendition of the events like heinous events Mm. seeing the visual connecting Mm -hmm. all the as if you're literally watching it happen in real life is different than just hearing about something that happened a long time ago just you know someone talking to you and that's not okay i remember a lot of my friends were saying like oh watch the new like jeffrey dahmer docuseries with evan peters absolutely Absolutely not not. (laughs) i watched 30 minutes to an hour basically a full episode and i remember telling bella that i felt so so terrible after watching it like i genuinely like i felt like a a problem in my heart i just felt down and it's because if i'm seeing literal murder and scary things on my screen that a human shouldn't even see obviously i'm gonna feel bad about it like why do we why would we let something take our energy like that do you have another example of that that you want to say yeah i mean it's just like it's it's just a reality that like what you are putting in is going to go out like yeah naturally guard your heart because like that's flows out of you at the end of the day so it not only does it affect your mood but like it directly affects the person you are it directly affects like how you see the world how you see people um and what you can give emotionally and like i don't know just like what you can give to others i think if you're like personally i've like i don't know i think sometimes i i'm also just a very a more i think i'm more on the sensitive side person like things affect me a lot yeah me too so So also you're getting this advice from someone like two people who are very we do be emotional emotional, yeah (laughs) (laughs) it does affect me deeply um anyways but like i remember watching during like the beginning of like the pandemic when it first started i was watching um handmaid's tale and i was hooked because that ish it's a it's a good show i cannot lie it's a banger but it was so sad like i was just like sad like first of all we were on lockdown for like the first time so i was already sad about that and then this show that's about like freaking horrible 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 things like is just like i'm i'm just watching that on my free time absolutely not positive mentally so i don't know we have to draw the line between like what's important information to know versus it over consuming us because i do think that something like the handmaid's tale that is that book is as famous and you know commented on as much as it is because of like how rich the content is and like how important it is to know that the small actions that you know in that show's case like a government can make will slowly can slowly Uh reach a very terrible point like it's it's a great story but is it healthy to be binge watching a show like that on and on and on without even letting yourself have breaths in between no but you know the advent of streaming makes it so that we can watch anything we want on demand with no ads and just get completely enthralled by That's something. That's a concept, yeah. Like, we don't even have ads to split up our emotions. Like, we just, we have a continuous loop. 
going on. Like, uh-huh. it's crazy. And another thing that, another point that I want to make about, like, the content side of things is that it, it controls your perception of the world obviously because it's like if my fyp is filled with just like beauty videos then i'm gonna constantly be obsessed with like what beauty products i have or the same for fashion or any other different things and so this is also a different way that women like actually should i get into this i don't know if i should get into this you tell me if i should get into this but Mm. like it's very crazy that sometimes women's interests, I say that like with quotes, um, don't necessarily contribute towards maybe the habits that are important for being more financially dependent or uh, independent or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a stark difference between my yeah, interests. Yeah, like it's all about beauty. Yes, instead it's so of like, much in how much mm-hmm. in how you look and how your life looks. And so if I'm constantly worried mm. about what Charlotte Tilbury product I should try while my boyfriend, for example, is has content that's mark, like literally made to be marketed towards men um, about how to, you know, fix your internet or a video game or whatever, it's going to completely affect how you use your time. And it affects your productivity as well because he's learning skills sometimes that I wouldn't even think to know because I'm so consumed by content that's just about my, like, my appearance. Like, it's just crazy how it all, mm. these, yeah. like, how gender even gets into uh, yeah. you, the things that we spend our time thinking about. I think it's just, like, extremely multifaceted. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think, like, sometimes it, I ain't gonna lie, it's fun to get done up. No, I love it. It's fun to learn about, like. But we've been conditioned yeah, to like, love learn it for about, sure. Like, okay, what's the best product? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't think that's bad to like that. I just Mm -hmm. think that where are you getting your value from? Where are you getting your inspiration from? If your inspiration is solely and only makeup, maybe... I don't know if I'm qualified to say that's a problem, but, like, (laughs) maybe we should be looking into, like... I don't know. um, Things that aren't just superficial. But that applies to even boys. Yes, I just feel like, okay, I've literally scrolled on my boyfriend's social media accounts before with him. And if he's getting, like, content about investments and stonks, and I'm not, like, naturally his time and energy is going to be going into things that'll, like, technically, quote, better his life, a.k.a., like, help him with money things. Mm. And that's the time that I'm losing looking at something else. And it's not a bad thing because I do love makeup. I do love fashion, like, 100%. But it is how I, like, it is, at the end of the day, how you're consuming content and spending a lot of your time. And you have to weigh out whether it's worth it and whether you need to prioritize, you know, other things than looking at uh, maybe not so help, not helpful, but, you know, appearance-based content that just causes me to spend more money compared to him, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. And I, oh, wait, go it's ahead. not all, well, I, one more thing I just want to say about that. I don't, like, I don't want to be, like, acting like we're, like, oh, it sucks to be into, like, quote-unquote girly things because it's, like, oh, so much money. No, it's not. I love it. I love being a woman. I don't think it's bad. I love and it. And I think that. Yeah, I love being a woman. And I think it's, like, that's that whole... I think that's the whole reason, like, we even started this podcast to realize, like, you can be that, Mm -hmm. but you can also be 
into stocks you can also be into like like justice and like making being aware helping being others all these different things like part of a community yeah helping others like it is possible to be all of that and not only is it possible but it's good and it's like i think sometimes with like and this kind of goes into like the next actually um kind of a way later topic but a little sneak peek <laughs> it kind of goes into like this like idea that we market ourselves and i think sometimes in that process of marketing ourselves I personally can get stuck in like, oh, this is the image I've created for myself. This is how I perceive myself. This is how it is. And it's like, no, like... You are all the things. There's so... You are all the things. And don't ever... Like, I don't want... Don't feel limited. Like, sometimes I can feel like that way. This is a dumb example, but it's like in the way I dress. I'm like, oh, no, I have to align with this. with this Because that's like kind of like the look I'm going for. What's your look? If you like it, do it. If you're... in if you're interested in it, I don't know my three words, oopsies, but like sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is cute, but it's like a little too boho for the look that I'm, I'm going gone. for. <laughs> but it's like cute sometimes, you know? So I don't know. It's like the same thing. I don't, I don't want us to feel like, oh, um, this is bad content. Like it's all on a spectrum. And we, we need and all so of it. We, we need all of it to be happy. And I think... But we need to be aware and to actively choose it. Striking a balance is very hard. I definitely have not made that balance in my life yet. And I don't think I ever will. But I think that I could definitely be Mm -hmm. doing better than I am now. And it's about being conscious of, like, you can't just... Anything in your life. Obviously, we learn this all the time. You couldn't just live off eating broccoli for the rest of your life. Like, literally just broccoli. You couldn't. You can't do anything too much. And I think that just social media is too... It's engineered to make us addicted and so it's very hard for us to go beyond that so yes the beauty content is not bad but we're being predisposed to something that's hard to escape so how do we take Mm. back control of our time and balance it out Mm -hmm. for ourselves and our thoughts to be honest which kind of goes into what the tiktok grant thing that we talked about one time in the car that one day oh yes that was such like a great car ride um but basically what we were talking about was like oh my god why does it feel so addicting to just be on social media like how do i get myself to go off of it and then we realized if you know in the mindset of yes the content that you watch consumes you and um affects you with that same thought process it makes sense why we're so used to going on to like our phone instinctually because we wake up and we start our mo- our mornings looking at that content so throughout the day we're just going to recall what we watched in the morning or recall the feeling of watching something mm. in the morning and use that as like our escape go throughout the day so that's why it's really important i think to like obviously build habits that take you away from your phone but also really make sure not to start your day with your phone because then that just sets the tone mm-hmm. for the entire day and you're not in control of the content that you see that can affect your mood for the entire day mm. yeah no that's so real and something that my therapist told me one time um is that like people have control over our thoughts and this is it's, it's also a balance to strike because it's like yes we do 1000 percent have control over our thoughts and our control over our emotions but we also you know some people are like have chemical imbalances and like straight up like mental yeah. health um things that prevent them from taking control of their emotions so i don't want to um minimize that but for my person in, in my personal experience like i think i can feel like i am 
and I don't want to use this word because it's kind of thrown around, but like kind of like a victim of my emotions or like a victim of my thoughts. Like I'm thinking negatively about my life, so it is negative. Or I'm having a bad day, so it is a bad day. Or I'm thinking sad things, so I'm sad. But I mean, it's like we. Your thoughts are how you feel, so obviously that's true. Like if you tell yourself they are, but I don't want us to ever. Pretty much, I think. Yeah, definitely. But I think basically what I'm trying to say is like you the it's like this idea of neuroplasticity like our brain it's it changes you know like with whatever we put into it so it's like if we're constantly putting in like this idea of like i am not worthy i am not this i am not that you're going to believe it like you're going to live that you are going to believe that but if you're putting in like i'm beautiful like and i don't i should probably shouldn't have loved with beautiful because that's kind of like from the exterior but like i am loving i'm loved i'm this and that's like our words and our beliefs about ourselves have power and i think that that also relays into the neuroplasticity that goes into starting your day with tiktok like if this is my source of happiness this is the first way i'm getting this boost of like of like the first social interaction which is not even real social interaction because it's not both it's only one-sided but it's like that your first social interaction of the day your first like laugh of the day your first um like mental stimulation of the day if that's constantly what our first thing is and i'm guilty of this a thousand percent then it's like we're going to be constantly going back to that because it's like that's where we got our social interaction that's where we got our laugh for the day that's where we got that and it's like if we have control over our image of ourselves and our happiness and all these things then we also have control over what brings happiness in the day? I don't know if that makes any sense, but do you know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, I know what you're trying to get at. No, that makes sense. I feel like, exactly, what you give power to all the time is what you're going to continue to seek power from. And so it's important mm-hmm. to just embed in your mind better things that you'd be more happy with thinking about more. So whether that's starting your day with meditating or journaling or praying or just, you know... Uh, pro tip from not a pro get a five minute journal where it's just like it literally just asks you what are five or sorry what are three things you're grateful for what are what are you planning to do today and an affirmation like just little things like that it can completely reroute your day to be more geared on whatever your goal is and less on mindless entertainment so that would probably be good um but yeah and, oh sorry. and sorry one more thing to add i think like for me personally like when i'm the happiest i'm usually like i'll start my day not on my phone but like like you said like journaling gratitude praying or like reading for me personally like my bible and i think that that's a, it's a good way to start because it grounds you in who you are like it grounds you in where do i get my value from where do i get my identity from where who am i and rather than what am, am i, I what is the content i relate I'm... to the world yeah exactly it, it's like inwardly focused because mm-hmm. i think where you gain your value where you gain your where you recharge where you fill up that affects how you're going to pour out but if you're starting with yeah i'm going to consume i'm going to consume i'm going to consume where where are you going from there yeah. girl like i don't know exactly. it's just like for me too it, honestly, like, it seems so obvious which like, is so sad but it's just so hard to break cycles that already exist i don't know um because it's normalized because tbh yeah, it's normalized. you know like yeah 
Well, it's not even normalized. It's just routinely now. It's just like if I need my phone for an alarm, then obviously my phone's going to be next to me. And if the night before when I'm falling asleep, I want to, quote, relax by watching some TikToks, my phone's going to be right there. Like, we're just addicted. And it, it, it takes active effort to mm-hmm. get not addicted. Um, but I want to move on to, like, one last... Oh, well, a few last things about the impact of content, which is, one, just the scariest like idea i hate thinking about this but it's so important to think about is the fact that like we're just constantly watching other people live their lives and being taking the backseat of our own lives and so one you know i feel like more before less now there used to be like the toxicity of the fact that like you shouldn't know what like that one dude in your sixth grade math class is doing you know there's toxicity in that and that like we don't need to be aware of that many people all the time but honestly with the new algorithms we don't even see what are the people around us actually are doing we only see influencers and ads and content from brands basically and that's a whole other point so with influencers i feel like content from them is very much disguised as being like inspirational or just inspo for your life but in reality they're like silently forming your perception of life and they're becoming the the image that you compare yourself to and they're either unintentionally or intentionally emptying your pockets because they're selling you something and these aren't good like you shouldn't be consumed by a person you don't even know a one-sided relationship um affecting you in these ways um instead of just having time to yourself living your life you know not pinning the recipe actually making the recipe that vibes like this passive entertainment of other people's lives versus actively living your own i think that's a very hard part of social media yeah no facts i think um i remember like when like i explained one time to my mom like what a vlog is and she was like you literally just watch people like live their day and it's like mm, low-key low key. it's so just so weird. hard though because i've had so many moments in my life where i've like felt very lonely and you know watching someone's day-to-day and like seeing the similarities between your life and their life and like it's comforting like i had a time where like i would listen to podcasts before i go to sleep like at least for like a couple of weeks like most nights because it just felt so much less lonely like as if like i was like literally like talking to someone or whatever and then also like i love yeah. like day in day in my life tiktoks because it's just you want to see how people are spending their time like you don't live in anybody else's shoes so if i get a sneak peek into what it's like to be there i'm interested because i want to know how it compares to my day and so it is addicting, but it's it is just funny because if we're spending so much time watching that, then what are we doing? What's what makes up the contents of our day with our own lives? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes it can actually be inspirational. Like I was an Emily Mariko stan when she was real popular. I still do follow her, and she low key inspired me to go to the farmers market. And then that was like my whole routine every single week for like the last year of college. Oh which yeah, was, like one of my happiest times ever. And it's like, I probably wouldn't have done that if I didn't see her do her farmer's market hauls all the time. No. So it's Some like, influencers are literally, like, amazing. Cool like, th- I I could mm-hmm. shout them out, but it's fine. I won't. Um, but some people, like, they genuinely, like, they fuel me with energy, happiness, motivation. And they teach me things. Um, so they're not all bad. It's just hard because at the end of the day, though, they're there 
as a job. Like, they're not doing these things for fun. Well, well, some of it is fun, but they're not doing these things with, like, the intention of just being my friend. They're also there doing things for what they need to do to make a living. And that just creates kind of like a... There's an imbalance of power there or something like that because... No, definitely. Yeah. And I think... And I, I remember I brought that up. It's because I, I read about it. Well, I actually um, listened to a podcast about it. But it was, like, talking about, like, how parasocial relationships, which are, like, one-sided social media-based relationships where you know everything about this person, this influencer. Like, you know where they live, who they're married to, who their family is, what they do for a living, what their who their friends are. And they don't even know you exist. Yeah. And that's not to say that that's a bad thing because I don't even know because I think it's a relatively new thing. I mean, not really because I guess like celebrities have existed forever and like we know a lot about the same deal. You know know a lot about them. They know nothing about us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's just like a weird thing because I think sometimes I can literally like it, it gives you the stimulation of friendship would without really many benefits yeah and so it's just like I think it's just good to be mindful that like it's not bad to be of like you know to like follow other people but like it's it goes just honestly goes back to the same thing like like s- know where you're getting the real intimate deep things from like if you're starting your day in gratitude, if you're starting your day in truth, whether that's like reading from a book or praying or, you know, like connecting with something greater than yourself then or, you know, something that is related to yourself, then you're, you're able to know who you are and go out into the day with that assurance of like, I know who I am. I know what my purpose is in this world. And I know like that what I do is meant to like help others or whatever, you know, whatever you feel like your purpose is. And it's the same with those relationships. If you know, like, I think this person is really inspiring and I'm like really motivated by them. But you also know, like at the end of the day, I have solid friendships. Yeah. Like think about the people that you follow. Like what are you actually gaining from them? One thing that I've been trying to do is cleansing my feeds from, there's so many, especially this is such a girly thing for the women. Um, why do we just follow anybody who's like remote like if we find them pretty or like and we follow them as inspo what are they inspiring what am i when am i i'm not them i don't look like them like if i really needed that inspo i could go maybe to like pinterest because that's somewhere that's just like a collection of photos but other than that why do i follow them and have to see their face no like i think it like you should have better i'm not saying that's necessarily bad like unless they're like your number one icon like you know, Olivia Rodrigo, style icon for me, and she's great. So I'm gonna follow her. But, like, you don't need all these random people, basically, is what I mean. Instead, like, one of my favorite influencers on TikTok, she does, like, brand analysis and from a very high point of view, not just, like, a random person with an opinion. She, like, is an ex-Facebook and Google employee, and she has, like, a lot of business acumen that she knows and so i'm literally learning from her like i love seeing the way that she thinks mm-hmm. that's a really good value add to my life and then our favorite influencer that we have um like both of us we love them like they definitely motivate me to want to attain my goals more like i can 
I actually connect with them deeply. I think those are good relationships that you can have with people and um, like an influencers. But some of them are just like toxic. Like I love Emma Chamberlain. I love her so much. I love her personality. I love her vlogs, etc. But I did have to have a moment where like I realized like how much like I used to listen to her podcast. But then I stopped listening because I really realized that it wasn't adding that much to my life. Like, it was truly just hearing her opinion and it not affecting my life whatsoever. And so it's like, you have to draw those lines between what's actually helpful for you and what versus, like, what is actually not so good. Because sometimes looking at someone like Emma Chamberlain can make me not feel as good about myself or something, you know? Thank you for listening to our discussion on how to stay present in our everyday lives and avoid the overconsumption of online content. Listen on to part two, which is already live on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening and please share your thoughts with us on Instagram or TikTok at DualityPod. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.